0: All right, welcome to another edition of EM Over Easy. I'm Drew Kelno, Tanner Gronowski, and Andy Little, and we're coming to you today from Chicago, Illinois, my hometown. We tried to do this recording last night, but uh, the EM Over Easy gods prevented us from recording an after dark edition, but uh, we got our technology figured out for a morning edition, so we're... At a different breakfast locale, pretty excited to uh, to rock out another session. And Andy, I think you got the topic in mind. I have actually no idea what we're talking about. So it's gonna be
1: a surprise. I'm so excited.
0: So yeah, we're really excited because we're all wearing try not to suck shirts in honor of the fact that we're going to a Cubs game uh, this afternoon. And um, that's kind of our new motto, especially with EM over Easy's. We're gonna try not to suck for all two of you listeners out there.
2: Some of the best advice I've probably ever heard was I bought in a T-shirt. So. Try not to suck. Try not Uh, to suck.
0: So, in addition to try not to suck, which is a great motto for the ER, emergency department, sorry, it's not a room anymore. It's many, many rooms. Yes. Andy, what are we talking about today? So, uh,
2: you know, this is a topic that I've been thinking a lot about, uh, having just finished the chief year. I was thinking about, like, what are some of the biggest hurdles I had at the time? And and really, this isn't even just isolated in my chief year. I asked some of our previous chiefs at our program and some of our attendings, and really And it kind of came down to the idea that we needed to talk about how do you avoid the sophomore slump in emergency medicine. So you have a great year, we're finishing up, our interns have less than a week or so in the department. We're getting a fresh batch. There is more than enough information for people graduating from residency and people starting. Um, But what do you do for the people that are in the middle? So if you're at a three year program, what do the second years do? If you're at a four year program, what advice do you give the second and third years as how not to have a sophomore slump?
0: Well the third years have a junior so not of sophomore slot. Oh, I guess so we've got to be careful year. with that yeah. and does this have any relation to the freshman 15 that the interns will be putting on starting um, in just a, a mere eight days
2: well we could say it's
0: actually had to get rid of that freshman 15 how that to get could get be rid one of the freshman 15 yeah. Yeah. okay
2: but what do you what do you tell the middle year residents in terms of
0: how do you avoid getting into like a lull of, of the middle years' of residency this is hard right because the the second year's all of a sudden, you become a second year, and you're not the low man on the totem pole anymore. You're going to get put on shifts, particularly swing shifts in the afternoon. You start working more nights. A lot of night shifts are filled with interns, also and all of a sudden you have to go from being the person that everyone was watching out for, um, keeping an eye on you, making sure you were doing okay, trying to get you the procedures, to the person who now has to keep an eye on not just themselves because yeah. nobody's looking out for you anymore, but also all of a sudden have to have some peripheral vision as to what else is going on in the department. Yeah. And I don't think it's huge for a beginning, second year to be carrying an intern on their shoulders, yeah. but you're not being carried anymore. And that's all of a sudden a huge weight on your shoulders just to be like, I, I am the senior resident in yeah. the ER right now or on yeah. this side of the ER right now, and I have to carry I, – I hate to say carry because yeah. I don't mean carry the load of the department, but all of a sudden the pressure is on you to be the performer and to help out. Now, that doesn't mean every shift you're going to be the senior on in the department. You're still going to be working with third years or if you're in a four-year program or fourth years, and it's kind of this hybrid thing. But you have to create a big mental shift. And I think that becomes really hard for people because you're cruising to the end of intern year, you're starting to feel really good, you got your swag on, and then all of a sudden something drastic happens. And you don't think it's drastic until you work that first shift in the ER overnight where after X hours, it's just you and an intern. So really all I've done so far is define what the problem is uh, a little further than Andy identified and have done nothing to actually provide any helpful insights to anybody. So I'm just going to bow out of the conversation right now and let you guys take over, and I'll find another rant here in a few minutes. Uh, Kelno out.
1: <laughs> for for me, this situation obviously, you know, Drew defined a lot of what goes into it. But for me personally, I had I had the I, I think you need to look for the the moment where you prove it to yourself. Like, you can prove it to other people without even realizing it, but proving it to yourself is the big key because you have to take that leap of going from intern to you a little bit lost because you have so much responsibility all of a sudden and then feeling unsecure insecure with what you're trying to do and then proving to yourself that you can still do and for me it was like in I distinctly remember the moment it was an ICU it was a night call I was on with an intern we had to put a central line in there's no one else around they can't get the central line in and I have to step up and do it and that's the first time in my life I would ever had to do the, I'm the leader here helping somebody else out in a process that I I don't know if I'm quite comfortable with yet myself. And it turned out great. It went fine. It was smooth, but it was like that big sigh of relief. No, I can do this. This is, this is totally doable. And so for me, that sophomore slump is realizing that you have a lot more responsibility and then figuring out that you still can do it. Yeah. And don't you think that
0: Oftentimes, the people around you recognize that you're capable of doing it. It's the issue in the software slump is not, are you capable or not? It's that, do you realize you're capable? So I think you nailed it. It's having that own confidence, because usually the people that are around you watching you grow as an intern know that you can take on the task between the second year, or they're pulling you aside and identifying your weaknesses.
1: I mean, we've all watched our interns grow over the last year, and night and day, from day one to almost second years now, and I have all the confidence in the world that they can do the majority of what they are going to be required to do as a second year, yeah. but whether or not they know it, it's a different story. Yeah.
2: No, I, I think part of it definitely is believing in yourself. Um, and for me, the, the first thing I thought about was you have to embrace the change. You have to embrace the fact that you're no longer have, you know, you can say training wheels or somebody slightly carrying you through the department, whatever metaphor you want to use for it, but you have to embrace that, that this is a change that's going to happen. And and that's twofold. One, to help you get through second year or whatever um, states you're at, or the biggest thing is just, this is the rest of your life. You know, in a previous podcast, Tanner I talked about how this is emergency medicine. Change is emergency medicine. And embracing this change will make the change for when you go from being a resident to an attending or, you know, you have to get a new job or you move or you move to something familiar in your life. This is the change. This change will help prepare you for those. Um, and then the second thing I, I thought about when I was thinking about, like, ways to give advice for this is that understand that the way you handle this change kind of solidifies where you, where you kind of sit within the program. It's kind of hard to go back from if you handle this bad. You know, it really puts a lot of, I wouldn't say bad taste, but paint, will paint you in a way to where you might not be considered a leader within your program, or people. Some, some people might decide to write you off in some way, shape, or form, but it's really the way you handle this change can say a lot for you for the rest of the time you're in your training program. Yeah, and I think a lot of that
1: has to do with your personality in general. I mean, not everyone, statistically, not everyone's going to be a leader. Yeah. I mean, even though we're all positions roughly type A in some form yeah. or fashion, there's still followers and there's still people who just want to show up and work. Yeah. They don't want to do leadership staff. yeah and So I don't think that's necessarily a, a specific defining moment, but yeah. I do believe that your personality is going to reflect how you are going to handle yeah. hard times in general. Yeah. And some people just aren't great at it and they're going to struggle through it yeah. and then eventually over time they'll get better, but they're not going to handle it well. Yeah. Others are going to take it like a champ. Yeah. Take one to the jaw and just
0: keep trucking and yeah. it's, it's going to go just fine. One of the biggest mistakes that the second year makes early on in their second year is kind of the same mistake the intern makes when they start, which is intern comes into the department and they think that they have to carry the load the same way that the second, third, and fourth yeah. year is carrying the load. And so a brand new second year comes into the department, I mean, it's, it's amazing, right? So you go from day one being an intern, you know, day or 365 being an intern to day one second year being a yeah. second year. There's nothing magical that happens other than there's a new group of interns that come
1: in, but you guys didn't get your package in the mail a second year that said, here's your talents?
2: No, I actually actually worked that night, and I will tell you, at 11.59, Uh, there was no difference
0: than at 12.01. I I got a
1: package in the mail, and I just opened it up, and it was like, My
0: face didn't (laughs) change. (laughs) (laughs) That's maybe why I haven't really gotten any talents yet, is (laughs) the package just couldn't find me.
1: It'll it'll get there, so it probably
0: was misdelivered. Well, I'm, I'm hoping at the start of fourth year that maybe I'll get that package, but... Is a second year, you don't have to operate like a fourth year. You don't have to operate like a third year. You have to operate like a second yeah. year, right? And so the, the thing is you have to keep perspective as to yeah. who you are and what you are. And there's more responsibility. There's more load put on your shoulders. There's more pressure by those around you but also yourself. But it is not the expectation that you become this amazing, yeah. magical emergency senior. department senior yeah. who all of a sudden uh, you know, is just, you got it all, yeah. all your ducks in a row. Yeah.
1: That's a good point, because I, I think I probably am bad... I, can't, I, don't, know, I don't know how to describe it. I, juju. I, I put bad context in front of these interns saying, oh, are you ready for second year? You know, a lot of responsibility. Like, I shouldn't be doing that. I should probably be more so just asking them how they feel about it and then reinforcing that, hey... You're ready for this. You, 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 can, you can do this. It's going to be a good thing. And that's probably a part of the process, or probably part of the problem with this is people tend to talk about the negative things and the, the responsibilities you have as opposed to the good things that you've done and
2: that you can still continue yeah. to do. Yeah, yeah. No, that's completely true. And that was my next point, was that
0: don't make this a competition. Um, not against your other second years, because people, people... Life are, is a competition, my friend. And if you don't address life as a competition, you will fail.
2: Uh, Drew, uh, not truth, we're going to call that.
0: Untrue. I'm going to go ahead and replay this clip back to you when you're having struggled
2: times later on in life and your dad's, like, yelling at you. <laughs> Being first or last, right? <laughs> Being first or last? Um, so, but no, the big thing, don't make it a competition... And again, because just like in people will blossom into their role at different times. You I didn't know. say you have to win the
0: competition. You just don't want to lose
2: the competition. What is losing? I mean, does that mean we're like, are you
1: dying? Are you failing?
2: Fail. Failing. Fail blog.
1: Hashtag fail.
2: I would say you don't want to fail. Like so, I'm, in in a sense, I I, I I agree with your
0: statement. Sorry, so. I just got off on a total weird tangent.
1: A <laughs> really weird tangent. We should delete this, this entire section. This whole section. Is, <laughs> this is this is whole secure. section should be deleted.
0: <laughs> Outtake. Delete. 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 Outtakes, outtakes. Tanner, it's your turn. So this is the awkward point that we decided we didn't like what we were talking about and now we're staring at each other and we don't know where to go from here. I, I'm actually quite sad that Caitlin's not here this morning. She decided to
1: sleep in and spend time by herself in the city because it'd be really nice to, to have a someone who's literally about to go through this entire process yeah. to ask them their direct thoughts and, and, and what they comprehend as this sophomore slump potentially being or whether or not they even recognize it's there. And I think yeah. subconsciously they all recognize that there's... This huge thing coming
0: up for them. Um, I don't really have anything else. Yeah. It. Well, so part of it too is, as you come into your second year, there you you have to have increased awareness, right? Yeah. And I think we've talked about that already, which is you have to increase awareness of when you're working with an intern, what the intern's doing, what you're doing, how the department is moving. But yeah. but the other part of increased awareness is increased awareness as to how you are doing in the grand scheme of becoming a second year. Yeah, And the slump's going to happen. I think everybody goes through a second year slump at some point. Sometimes yeah. it's just for part of an ED month, sometimes it's several months in a row. The importance is recognizing, you know what, I've hit that slump. I'm kind of in it. How am I going to work my way out of it? Because the people that I think really struggle during their second year are the people that start slumping and don't realize they're slumping. And somebody hasn't pulled them aside and be like, hey, you know what, you're not doing what you need to do. Or sometimes it's bad on the third years and the fourth years, uh, depending on the the length of your program, for not giving the second year's props when props are due, right? So I think sometimes we're too hard on second years and wanting them to act... Like they're that senior resident right from the start, as opposed to maybe one time be like, hey, you know, awesome job seeing patients today. Your flow was great. You were seeing medics right when they came in. Yeah, I felt like you were really moving well with me yeah. together. Really good job. Yeah. And then the person gonna reflect on that shift. Or sometimes when they're having a rough shift, being like, hey, I noticed today was a little bit rough. Do you want to talk about it? Yeah, there's something or we can do, you, do. Do you just need? to try again tomorrow. Yeah. And sometimes you just need to try again, and sometimes you actually want to talk about, well, where was my flow? Where did you notice me stumbling? Yeah. Um, and little things like that, because that can really help to advance somebody around. It. But I don't want to give them that feedback if they don't want it. Yeah. Nonstru- sometimes you're not receptive, you're not ready, and, and you gotta let it go. Where sometimes you get that crammed down your throat, mm-hmm. and that only reinforces the slump. Yeah. and we don't want to do that. Yeah. I really like
1: the, the idea of giving positive feedback. I think it's something in general people just are poor at doing. We're really good at pointing out the bad things yeah. and really bad about pointing out the good things. And I distinctly remember second year doing an overnight shift and being the quote, senior on because I was with an intern and we got absolutely destroyed. And our attending literally came up after the other shift and during sign out in the morning to the new attending was like, man, Tanner rocked it. He was seeing old patients like a senior, like a fourth year. Yeah. I walked away from that shift feeling so good about myself, empowered yeah.
2: that you could do it again. And, yeah. and I
1: had not even felt like I was doing that good of a job. I was running around with my head cut off. I had yeah. no idea what I was doing
2: half the yeah. time. I felt like yeah, you but were ducking I, a pond, yeah, a lot of paddling, yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: Just keeping my head above water, and, and it turns out like I actually was apparently doing a decent job. And so that little that little tiny comment made yeah. the next three or four weeks go amazing because I had that extra boost of confidence and really helped avoid you know sliding into something more
0: self demeaning or yeah. or
1: less good yeah
0: no i mean the, the last two things i thought so you're I've, still okay. yeah knowing you just have a pause in your yeah no yeah. No. Well, at least so, so you say so you say yeah to agree with whatever the finish was short pause and then you go no and back in your sentence so it's it's the yeah no still exists hashtag yeah no see si, no hashtag but,
1: grammar police
0: you, you haven't gotten rid of it.
2: I know, I'm trying. It's getting there. It, it, no. It, yeah, no, I'm trying. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm trying. <laughs> so I have two last things that I wanted to cover. Yeah. The first is, it goes in some of the same vein. Is, two um, last things I wanted to cover, but first. Yeah. I'm going to cover the first one. Got it. Yeah. So the first one I wanted to talk about was is that we talked about how you need, we need to get fo- positive feedback. And with that kind of goes into that we should, you should find a mentor. You've been in your program for a year there got to be a couple attendees that you feel comfortable with or, even People senior that, or senior resident that you can say, hey, um, we think, you know, I, I think I'm not doing great. How am I doing? Just somebody that can go get a cup of coffee with you, somebody you can go get breakfast, breakfast with um, and things like that. Because I think that, like we talked about, you need some positive feedback. you also need somebody who can be honest to you. So, like, if you're in the middle of your slump or, and, and you're not being cognizant of it, somebody you can be like, hey, Drew, the last couple months have been rough. But the last couple years have been rough but what can we do to help get out of it? And so whether that's a senior resident, whether it's one of your attendings, you need to find that person. You've been there for a year, somebody in the program exists that can be that person for you. And then the last thing is, is remember that you're not alone in this, is that however many other residents are in your program, you, they might all look like ducks on a pond to you, where above water they look like it is a rock star but they're probably all paddling just as hard as you are and so know that you know even your fellow residents can be one mentors to you and two they can be great resources and where like you can just be like hey I had a really hard day and they're gonna be like you know I had the same day a couple months ago this is how I got over it so the big thing is is that know that like this change again embrace the change because this is an important change in your life it's, it's about stretching it's about moving forward it's about becoming a senior resident but also know that you're not in this alone and other people have been there before so try to lean on them for good advice and for
0: do you think that some of the sophomore slump also has to do with I'm going to steal one of Tanner's fairs this year there's lunchbox letdown where you go from being an intern to a second year and you think that life is going to be awesome you don't have to do these extra shifts you're you're not on these hard rotations anymore maybe you're not getting quite as many shifts in the ED and then all of a sudden you realize that I don't have as much free time as I thought I had, or my yeah. schedule is really that, that not that much better. And you have this expectation that you're no longer an intern, life is gonna be amazing. Like you've already come out of the tunnel yeah. and the birds are singing, the sun is shining, and what you realize is there's just that there's another tunnel. Yeah. Maybe the lights are a little bit brighter, maybe yeah. it's not quite as long, yeah. maybe no. the tracks a little smooth, but like you're just in another tunnel, and I think that's a big part to the slump, is it's not necessarily clinical, yeah. it's it's mental. Yeah. Where you're like, huh, what just happened to me? completely agree Tanner's just sitting here nodding to to he's got nothing I, to
1: say I, I agree 100% with everything you just said I think that's, that's one of the, the funny parts about residency is you go through those moments where you think everything's going to get that much better and then all of a sudden you show up and you're like well it's not everything that was that much better but then sometimes you get subtly surprised and it's like oh this is awesome way better than it used to be though. it's just
2: expectations are different yeah completely true <laughs> completely true well, I think that's probably a wrap for this topic, unless if there's any. No, I think we beat the horse. Yeah, so um, the two people that listen to us, according to Drew, if you guys have any thoughts or comments... We're Wyoming, growing, though, because it used to only be one, and I think we're close to a third listener. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we're, we're really near picking up that third listener. You
1: can't count
2: all three of us as
0: the three <laughs> listeners to this. We're
1: not...
0: Originally we were, but now we've been taken off I haven't list. listened to any of our episodes yet, but I think I'm going to start.
1: No, right? that's a lie. You sent us a text yesterday. I listened to us
2: twice already today.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I just like hearing my own voice. <laughs> so again, uh live
2: from Chicago, we'd like to thank thank our listeners and we'll talk to you guys later. Technically it's recorded in Chicago. But, not, but
0: we're here live. We're the, here live, but by the time you're not broadcasting a lot, though. The live <laughs> feed button live. will no longer be flashing on your television screen. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye.